the soul that is strayed from the shepherd's pathway is brought back by the care of the shepherd. The sheep that will not follow the leadership of the shepherd finds themselves in many turmoils of the soul. And the Bible teaches us that when we follow our own pathway, when we do our own thing, when we decide in our life that we don't need God, when we decide in our life that we'll just follow our own way, it leads to heartache. Our heart is not pure by default. Listen, if we're going to be right with God today, if we're going to be right with God today, then we're going to have to understand who He is. If you choose to do what is right in this society, then you will be treated as the enemy. You will be rejected. You will be looked down upon. In verse number 14, he says, judgment is turned away back. And they that come to God must believe that He is. He is the Creator. He has the resources to provide. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Last week, Pastor Burns was sharing with us a wonderful, timeless truth from the Word of God. Our time ran out, so we're going to jump in where we left off. Grab your Bible, maybe a cup of coffee, and let's learn from the Word of God this morning. Pastor, take it away. You know, the devil doesn't really advertise sin in this manner. The devil promotes a sinful lifestyle as fun and exciting and great and wonderful and fulfilling and and you know you see on the television all the people you know at the bars and they're drinking their alcohol and they're smiling and they're having a wonderful time but but they never show the broken homes never show the disaster that's caused because of someone following their flesh and and the devil the devil is a liar and he promotes a sinful lifestyle. And yet I want you to know that all of Satan's apples have worms and all of his checks bounce. And yet the good shepherd sent Nathan to David to tell him of his sinful act and to point his finger at him and say, listen, thou art the man. Now, did David get right with God? Yes. And David realized that God was the restorer of his soul. He said in Psalm 51, verse 12, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Bring me back, restore me to that joy of knowing you and walking with you, the joy of salvation. And so God can help us and heal us in our depression and despair and guilt. And God can help us in our doubts. You know, many time, many times doubt is the result of straying from God. When we refuse to accept the leadership of the shepherd, we doubt if God can use us. We doubt if we're accepted of him. And we begin to doubt the shepherd's goodness in our life. Psalm 13, verse 1, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? 
How long will thou hide thy face from me? Listen, to the child of God, God never hides his face. God, God never, God is always there. He's always there to guide us. And yet in these times of doubt and straying from God, we, we doubt God's kindness. We doubt God's presence in our life. We, we may even feel that God is hiding his face from us. And we find ourselves like John the Baptist with a completely different idea of how the Messiah should act. But the shepherd assures us that we can trust in him. We can lean on his promises to overcome these doubts in our life. Not only doubts, I think of faithlessness. Walking by faith isn't always easy. I don't know where you are in your life, in your Christian life, but there are individuals today that have great struggles in trusting God. They have great struggles in trusting God for their family, for their finances, for their personal life. We know God's pathway is right. We know it's for the best, but we cannot lie down. We cannot rest. We cannot trust God. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him. And all the upright in heart shall glory. The shepherd always leads us to a place of faith. And in those moments of faithlessness, he's there working in our life. He's building our confidence in our heart. He's there to restore our soul, to say, where is thy faith? Where is your faith? And he's there to help us as Peter was sinking, trying to walk on water. God stretches out his hand to build out his faith. And God is saying to us today with an outstretched hand, you can trust in me. You can look to me. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. I hope today you'll trust in the Lord. But what about fear? You know, the devil uses fear to torment the soul. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power and of love and of a sound mind. And maybe you're listening to this program this morning and you're struggling with fear. Maybe you are fearing the unknown. The unknown is scary. You know, in some tests they did, some experiments, they said that that human beings actually fear the unknown more than physical pain. They, they, they actually can deal with physical pain more than the unknown. There are those who who fear death. Some people fear failure. Fear can become a big part of an individual's life, and maybe fear is a big part of your life. But I want you to know that fear is not of God. He has given us power and love. He's given us a sound mind, the ability to discern, to choose, to make right decisions, and to choose faith over fear. God wants to restore our soul, to turn those fears into faith and trust in him. Fears ruling our life isn't the abundant life that Jesus was talking about. The good shepherd wants to restore our soul. And not only do we see a restoration, but I want us to think about this. We also find a determination. Now, Psalm 23 is speaking of a pathway. 
It's the paths of righteousness. And these are the right paths, a perfect path. God leads us in the perfect pathway or the perfect path or the right pathways, the paths that are for the good of the sheep. Now, the green pastures and the still waters, this is where we need to be. This is the precise place. God leads his people along the right pathways. Now, they may not always be easy pathways. They may be very difficult pathways. They are all right pathways. And don't believe the lie of the devil that would say that if you're a Christian, then bad things shouldn't happen to you. That if you're not wealthy and you're not healthy, then you're not right with God. That's not the case at all. In the Bible, they're very spiritual people who had lost their health and had lost their wealth. But God had a plan and they were the right paths. And God is there to restore us when we strain. You see, we are restored to continue on our journey. The restoration of God is so that we keep walking down the right pathway. The restoration of God is so that we keep following his guidance and his direction for our life. Now, this pathway is individual. That's why Paul said that we are to, we are to run a race and we are to run all. We're to give it all that we have. And the writer of Hebrews says that we're in a race and that we're to run the race that's set before us. And the race is different for every Christian. Every Christian has a different race. But we are to be faithful and determined to run the race that is in our life. And your race may bring a particular illness. Your race may bring a particular woe in your life. But you keep running and you keep trusting God. And when we stray, we are restored so that we can keep running for his glory. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, verse 11, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. How important it is for us to protect our spirit. It's important to have a sweet, soft spirit in this pathway of life. And the devil wants us to easily get offended and to get bitter and to get angry and to get discontent. And I've seen this so many times, folks, in my ministry, when someone becomes bitter at a church or another Christian or even at God, it just puts them on a terrible pathway in their life. And it's not the right path. Hey, this is Josh. We'll get back to the message this morning in just a moment. We wanted to invite you in joining us in this ministry of proclaiming the gospel message to our region. Please pray for us as we endeavor to share God's timeless truths, but also your financial investment is appreciated. You can send a financial gift by mail to 1720 Glasgow Street, Kitchener, Ontario, N2N0A7. Or you can e-transfer to send your gift by using the email give at kitchenerbaptist.org. Your financial gift would be a great blessing and encouragement to us, and it will help us stay on air and share God's timeless truths to our community. We would love to pray for you. If you have a prayer request, head on over to timelesstruthsradio.com and send us your prayer request today. 
We believe that God hears and answers our prayers, and we are excited to add your requests to our prayer list. If you have any questions about this morning's message, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you, even if it's just a word of encouragement. You'll find our contact information at TimelessTruthsRadio.com. We are here to help you in any way that we can, so please do not hesitate to send us an email or give us a call. Okay, now that we've taken care of these items, let's get back to this morning's message. Once again, here's Pastor Jerry Burns. And the troubles and trials in our life that cause us to stray away from God, he says, listen, lift up those hands that hang down in those feeble knees and look to the Lord again and be restored so that you can follow on the right path for your life. God restores us. But how does he do it? How does God restore us? How does he get the attention of our heart? Well, we are restored by the word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Psalm 19, verse 7. The word convert there is to turn or to restore the soul. God's word, God's living word, God's perfect word, it transforms our life. And when we follow God's perfect word, which never contradicts God's perfect will, and it never contradicts God's nature, we will follow those right paths for our life. Peter said it this way in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19. He said, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. We do well if we follow the instruction of the word of God. Are you running the race this morning? Are you following God's paths of righteousness, his right paths? Maybe this morning you've stopped running. Maybe this morning you've gotten tripped up with a besetting sin or weights that have taken your focus off the Lord. Maybe you're battling a disease of the soul. Maybe you're, you've become bitter at God. Maybe you've become angry at God. Maybe you're doubting his good. Maybe you're doubting his guiding hand. You're fearing what lies around the bend of your life. Here, I'm happy to tell you this morning that Jesus can restore your soul today. He can bring that joy back to your life. He can revive your heart. But why does he do it? Well, David gives us the answer here. In Psalm 23 and verse 3, the Bible says, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake. I think we see a glorification here, a restoration, a determination, but there's also a glorification. You see, the his, the shepherd's great name, is on display. And the shepherd acts and leads and restores because of who he is. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 9, but I wrought for my name's sake. 
that it should not be polluted before the heathen among whom they were in whose sight I made myself known unto them in bringing them forth out of the land of Egypt. Wherefore, I caused them to go forth out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. And I gave them my statues and showed them my judgments, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. Moreover, also, I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign before me and them, that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctify them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statues, and they despised my judgments, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. And my Sabbaths they greatly polluted. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. But I wrought for my name's sake that it should not be polluted before the heathen in whose sight I brought them out. God said he acted for the sake of his name and God will never do anything that contradicts his nature. God's name speaks of his reputation and his glory, and it's all bound up in the safety and the security of his flock. You see, this is because of his nature. God does what is right because he is righteous. God is a merciful God, a compassionate God, and he cares about each of his sheep individually. When the Bible speaks of his name, the name of God, it speaks of who he is, his reputation. For my name's sake, Psalm 25, verse 11, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. For thy name's sake. David put his faith in that God was a forgiving God. And because of God's nature, he knew that God would pardon his iniquity. Isn't that what Jonah was concerned about? He preached to Nineveh and God showed mercy to, to Nineveh and Jonah knew that God was a merciful God. He said, I knew God, you were a compassionate God. Jonah had a hard problem, by the way. He wanted the people of Nineveh to suffer because of who they were. And yet Jonah knew who God was. And he knew that he was a compassionate, loving God and a God who was quick to forgive. In Psalm 31 and verse 2, the Bible says, Bow down thine ear to me, deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Because of your nature, because of who you are, you will guide me and lead me in the right pathway. You know, the very bedrock of our salvation is not how committed we are to God or even how committed he is, how committed he is to us. It is how committed he is to himself and to his own glory. 
And what I mean by that is our salvation is dependent on the very nature of God. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13 teaches us this. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. And if you're doubting your salvation today, you're doubting the greatness of God. You're doubting the reputation of God. You're doubting who he is because the very reputation of our shepherd is that he leads us in the right paths of our life. It is for his name's sake. But not only is it because of his nature, but it is for his praise. The Bible says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. When you think of the sheep, you don't think about how smart they are. You don't think about how talented they are. When you think of the sheep, you think about the care, the great care of a good shepherd. All praise is given to the shepherd. All glory is given to the shepherd. Thriving sheep are because of the work of the shepherd. And if you're thriving today, it's God's work in your life. And if you're not thriving, then you have strayed from the care of the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He is all that I need. He leads me. He feeds me. He places me on the right path. But when I stray, when my hands hang down, when I have feeble knees, my shepherd's there. And he restores my soul. But why? It's to put me on the right path so that I keep going forward for his glory, for his name's sake. Because God is the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd, friends. And he is the chief shepherd. And his pathway is always the right path. As we come to an end to another message, It brings us to a place of decision. How are we going to respond to the word of God today? If you're not sure that you'd go to heaven to be with God when this life is over, then I want to invite you to know what the Bible says. The Bible teaches us that all of us are sinners. We have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. That verse means that no matter how hard we try, we cannot save ourselves based on our own merits. It's not about being a part of a church denomination or being a good person. The Bible teaches us that we have come short of God's glory. You see, that's why Jesus came, and that's why he died on the cross. He died to give us eternal life so that we could have a home in heaven with him. 
And if you believe the gospel today, if you believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, if you believe today that you're a sinner and that you're separated from God and there's nothing that you can do to save yourself, but you accept the fact that Jesus died for you and as you, would you call out to him to save you? The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can pray a simple prayer like this. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know that I'm separated from you. I believe your gospel. I believe that you died for me. Would you save me? Would you wash my sins away? Would you make me your child? Now, it's not the words in the prayer, but it's the hard decision behind the prayer. And if you prayed a prayer like that and you mean it from your heart, then the Bible teaches us that you're a Christian. You're a child of God, and you have a home in heaven promised for you. We'd love to hear about your decision. Would you go to TimelessTruthRadio.com? Just click on that Contact Us button, and would you just send us an email and tell us that you've trusted Christ as your Savior? We'd love to pray for you and with you, and we'll even send you some resources to help you in your newfound faith. Christian, the Bible teaches us that when we hear his word, we also have to make a decision. Will you trust in what the Bible says today? Will you rest in the care of the shepherd for your life? I hope that you'll make good decisions today as you trust the Lord in your life today and tomorrow. God bless you. Again, thank you so much for joining us for Timeless Truths Radio Ministry. I'm Pastor Burns, and this ministry is brought to you by Kitchener Baptist Church and supporters just like you. God bless, and we hope that you'll join us next week on Timeless Truths. Thank you for joining us for this morning's program. Timeless Truths is a ministry of the Kitchener Baptist Church in Kitchener, Ontario. We are a refreshingly conservative Baptist church that preaches the Word of God. For more information about the ministries of our church and how we can be a blessing to you, check out our church website at kitchenerbaptist.org. Our radio program is available because of the faithful prayers and financial support of listeners just like you. You can support our ministry by sending a financial gift to Timeless Truths Radio Ministry at 1720 Glasgow Street, Kitchener, Ontario, N2N0A7. That is 1720 Glasgow Street, Kitchener, Ontario, N2N0A7. You can also e-transfer your support to give at kitchenerbaptist.org. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at TimelessTruthsRadio.com. Do you know the Jesus we talked about in this program? You can have abundant life through Jesus Christ right now. Just say yes to Jesus today. Fully trust in Him. Learn more about the Jesus of the Bible and how you can have eternal life. Check out our video at KitchenerHope.com. Once again, thank you for joining us this Sunday morning. From Pastor Burns, and the Kitchener Baptist Church. Have a wonderful day. Join us next week when we open our Bibles and learn more from God's timeless truths.